some paper and you want to be able to write and take some notes today. And so uh, we are continuing in this series titled Walking by Faith. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just take charge of this atmosphere even now. Father, whatever this spirit is that is in this atmosphere, I bind it. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I command the spirit of heaviness to be released from out of this house. And I call forth the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. I call forth peace in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, saturate this house. Do miracles, signs, and wonders in this place. Father, we just pull down every stronghold right now in the name of Jesus, and we declare that the power of God shall move and demonstrate his power even now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, you got to be able to sense when something ain't right in the spirit. You have to be able to discern and there is something in the atmosphere that is not right. And so we just bind that up in the name of Jesus because we refuse to allow the enemy to be able to hinder what God is wanting to do in this house today. Listen, and so, Father, we just thank you even right now for your presence, for your glory that is in this house. Amen. Amen. Walking by faith, walking by faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says this. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So let's look at this scripture. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Meaning that without faith, it is impossible for any one of us in this room or that is watching online to please God. You cannot please God without faith. Listen, because life is a faith walk. Every day you wake up, listen, it's a faith walk. You know, man, listen, there are some people that just went to sleep last night and believed that like every day they're just going to wake up and that they're going to have it. But somebody's alarm clock went off this morning and they didn't get up. Listen, I'm telling you, even to be able to believe that you're going to see the next day, it takes faith because tomorrow's not promised to you it's not promised to me and so everything that we do it is a faith walk so without faith it's impossible to please him well why is it impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and so the first part about faith is is that you have to believe that there is a God we live in a day and time where, where people want to give credit to everything but God. But part of the faith walk is, is that you have to believe that there is a God. Listen, in school, they're, they're teaching our kids this big boom theory that there was an explosion and that all of this was created. No, there was a God that spoke. And when God spoke, there was a sun and a moon and a stars and all of this creation. And so you have to believe that there is a God. Uh, you, you can come, Ange. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You know what the Bible says? He says that when you give a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. In Jesus' name, thank you. Thank you. And so, and so, 
It says, and, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so, listen, you, you will never be able to be blessed or walk in the fullness of who God calls you to be if you don't believe that God is. And see, your belief in who God is can't only be in the good times. Listen, I got to believe God is when everything in my world is falling apart around me. He's still God. He's still a deliverer. He's still a healer. He's still a miracle worker. And so when you know God and you believe that God is who he is, you don't allow circumstances to change your view of him. God is and always will be who he is. And so the Bible goes on to say in the scripture, it says, and he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So why is it that people diligently seek him? Because they know that he is a God that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. You would not diligently seek him if you did not believe that God was able. And God says that it takes faith to believe. It takes faith to believe that God, God, God is a, a, a miracle worker and that he is a healer. Listen, let me say something to those of you that might be sick in your body. God has been constantly saying this to me about healing, about healing. One of the things is, is you are so positive. That, that, that you are saved. Why? Because you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ was Lord and you believed in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And so now you're saved. There is nobody that can take that away from you. You are that sure that because of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection that you're saved. Well, guess what? There was something else that also happened in that moment as Jesus was going to Calvary. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. And by the stripes that Jesus took, you are healed. So as sure as I am that I have received salvation, by faith I have to be just as sure that by the stripes that Jesus took that I'm healed. You can't separate the two. They all happen together. And so I receive my healing as sure as I receive my salvation. And so anybody in here that is so confident that because of what Jesus did that you are saved, you should be just as confident by faith to believe that you received your healing because of the stripes that he took. It is a legal right of yours as a son and a daughter. It is part of your inheritance to be able to receive healing, to be able to receive salvation as a son and a daughter. And so don't allow the enemy to tell you that you can't be healed, that there is no possible way out. That is a lie from the pits of hell. It is your inheritance. Healing is the children's bread. And God says, I dare somebody this morning by faith to believe that they're healed from every sickness, from every disease, from every infirmity. In the name of Jesus, by faith, receive it. By faith, 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 faith. And remember, faith isn't about what you see. It's about who you know. Okay. And so as, as we're talking about God 
the God that we serve. I want to share something with you because in Judaism, there is something that, that, that I find very profound. That from a very young age, as soon as Jewish people's children are old enough to talk, they teach them something that is called the Shema. And so from a very young age, they instill this thought, this belief into their children to know this. And, and, and this is what the Shema says. It says, Shema Ya Israel, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. And in English, that means, hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Why do they teach this to their children this from a very young age? And, and listen, they, they so believe in the Shema that they pray this prayer three times a day. Why do they do this? Because they want their children to understand that you don't worship no other God. There is only one God. Yet we live in a day and time in, 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 in this country and in nations around the world where people are worshiping the sun and the moon and the stars and other deities. Things that they have created with their hands, statues that don't have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a mouth to talk. And so they have always wanted their children to know, don't, don't fall into that trap. And I believe that what God is saying to us today, don't fall into the trap to believe that, that you can pray to all of these other gods. I, I heard on an Oprah show once where she was talking and she was telling all of her millions of people, there's more than one way to God. And I said, that's a lie from the pits of hell, Oprah. He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but through his Son, Yeshua Ham. Messiah, Jesus, our Messiah. And so we, we, we have to hold on to that today. Listen, that there is only one God. I can tell you now, Muhammad didn't die for you. Buddha didn't die for you. All of these other things, they, they, they didn't die for you. There is only one that came and was born of a virgin and, 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 and died and was buried in a borrowed tomb. And on the third day, he rose again. And that is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it is him that we should worship. And so you say, well, pastor, what does that all have to do with walking by faith? This is what it has to do with walking by faith. Because when you walk by faith, you got to know who you're walking with. I, I tell people all the time, just in the natural, I'm not even talking about the spiritual, the relationship with God and his children. But even in your natural walk, you need to be careful who you're walking with. I tell people all the time, listen, man, everybody can't be in my circumference, in my circle. Everybody's not meant to walk with you through life, but God is. God is. And so, so, so listen to this here, Matthew chapter 6, verse 6 through 9. But when you pray, 
go into your room. And when you have shut the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. See, see, now everybody doesn't pray to the father. I heard somebody say, well, well, uh, uh, there's a lot of different names. You know, they, they try to say that the, the God that Muslims pray to is the same God that we pray to. It's not true. And if you don't have enough wisdom and knowledge to understand, listen, you live in a day and time where the enemy is pushing his agenda to such a degree that you will fall into the trap and you'll begin to say, oh, it's okay for me to do this. Like my kids, they already know if they don't want the real answer, don't ask me. When they start asking me about crystals and, and, and these rocks and crystals, like, nope, 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 nope. But dad is just, nope. And we have to be able to know the truth of what the word of God says. Listen, because if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And we are living in a day and time where we have to be very careful what we receive into our spirits, what we say yes to, what we and who we connect ourselves to. But, but the scripture says, when, when you go into your secret place and you close the door, pray to your father who is in the secret place. It goes on to say, and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And so when I go into the secret place, I 100% know who I'm praying to, who I'm listening to. When I go into the secret place, I'm not confused about who I'm praying to. There ain't, he, his name ain't called a higher power. I don't see that in, in, in the scriptures where he's called the higher power. But we hear people today say, I believe in the higher power. Well, guess what? Demons. Devils. Spiritual wickedness in high places. What's, what's your high power? So you have to be very clear on who you're calling on, on who you're praying to when you go in the secret place. And when you pray, it says, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. In other words, what the scripture is saying, and listen, when you're praying to your father, which is in heaven, which is in heaven, the third heaven, when you're praying to him, you don't have to use big, you know, oh, Lord, thou God of the stratosphere. God don't need, just wants you to talk to him. Reverence him and honor him, but, but God's not worried and, and, and doesn't uh, 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 get joy out of your big words. He's saying, just talk. Just come into the secret place and, and, and have some moments of intimacy with me. And so, so we go on and we continue to look at the scripture. It says, therefore, don't be like them. For your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. Listen, that's, that's the thing that I think is so amazing. 
God already knows what you're going to ask before you ask it. He just wants to know, do you have the faith to believe and ask him? So, so it doesn't catch him by surprise when, when you're praying to him and you're asking him for miracles, when you're asking him for breakthroughs, when you're being very specific. And listen, let me say that in your prayer time, when you're praying to God, be specific. Don't beat around the bush. Well, God, I, 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 no, just say it. Because he already knows what you need. And, and, and that's why we walk by faith. Because you have to have faith. Listen, man, I, I, there are things that I need God to do. And listen, if, if I told some of you the things that I want God to do, you would say, boy, you're crazy. No, I just got crazy faith. And because I have crazy faith, I believe that God is bigger and greater than anything that I could ever ask him. Listen, and that because he does exceedingly abundantly above all that I ask or think, well then I ask big because if I ask big, he's probably going to do even bigger than the big thing that I'm asking him. Oh, y'all got to get this. See, 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 listen, listen. I'm not asking God to supply me with a fish. I'm asking God to supply me with a bunch of poles so that I can get the fish. I'm not asking God for a hundred dollars to be able to pay my light bill. I'm asking God for a job that he'll supply me with that I'll never have to worry about my lights being shut off again. See, how big is your God this morning? Because listen, if you think small when it comes to God, you'll get small. But I got gigantic, enormous faith to ask God for some grace. Right now, I'm praying and asking God for $5 million so that we can buy a new building. By faith. And y'all can call me crazy, but I say, don't call me crazy, just call it crazy faith. And see, what, 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 what's going to happen is when you see God do it, then you're going to say, oh, I need to have crazy faith too. And so, for your father knows this thing, the things that you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Listen to this. Because a lot of times now we're getting into the part where what we call the Lord's Prayer. But here's a teaching part about this. The Lord's prayer was never meant to be a repetitive prayer that we get up and we say, we do it. And there's nothing wrong with it, but that wasn't what it was meant to do. It wasn't meant for us to be able to say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. For that reason, he was showing us that there's a process when you pray. The first thing that you do when you begin to pray is you acknowledge who you're praying to. Our Father. Well, well, well where is he at? He's in heaven. Hallowed be thy name, meaning that his name is the name above all names. I acknowledge that your name is holy. And then thy kingdom come now. We're, now we're praying, we're praying and asking God. The next thing is God, let your kingdom come upon the earth. Because when your kingdom comes, then there will be the fulfillment of all that you have willed and destined and purposed. 
to happen within the earth. So it's more than just a repetitive prayer. It is showing us the process of how we should pray. The disciples are the ones they said, Lord, well, 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 when we pray, what do we say? And he began to show them this. And so always be sure that you are acknowledging who you're directing your prayer by faith to. Never start off a prayer by, by, by just giving your Santa Claus list. Before I, before I ask anything, I'm, I'm telling him, I love you, you're holy, I worship you, I glorify you, you are a great God, you are my father. See, because listen, sometimes, listen, some people, all they care about is what's in God's hand. Don't you be one of them people that the only thing you pray about is what I need. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. It's just like your sons and your daughters. If they never told you I love you, you mean the world to me. But all the time, every time they opened their mouth, it was give me, give me, give me, give me. It would make you feel some kind of way. And it makes God feel some kind of way. Listen, God wants to know that we love him, that we adore him, that we worship him, that we glorify him. We go on here, listen. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36. And I think this is fitting here because today is Father's Day. And we have a, a lot of fathers that are in here and fathers that are watching. But Jesus, when he was praying, he said this. And he said, Abba, Daddy, Father. Listen, so, 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 so for, here, here goes another thing. Is he your father? Is he Abba? Is he daddy to you? Because, see, it, 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 it really depends on how you see God. Now, I can tell you that some of the, some of the times what kind of messes up some people's relationship with God is when they had a bad relationship with their earthly father, they sometimes see their heavenly father in the same way they see their earthly father. But listen, let me tell you, he's not the same. He's not the same. He is a father that you can trust. He is a father that you can depend on. He is a father that you can call on. And he'll be there every time. So Jesus called him Abba Father. And he said, all things are possible with you. So why wouldn't you want to pray to a father that all things are possible with him? I can't say all things are possible with me. And if all things are possible with you, then I want you to meet with me after service and tell me how you do it. But I do know that, that with God, all things are possible. And so because we know that not some things, all things are possible, therefore we should have the greatest faith in the God that we serve. In Psalm 9 and 10, he says this. And they that know thy name. That's why I'm saying it's important that you know who he is. Who you're praying to. 
who you're putting your faith in. And they that know thy name. I, I, I need to know today, do you, do you know his name? Do you know his name? Because his name is the name that is above every name. And as a son, as a daughter, as, as a believer, you have to know the name that is above every name. He says, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. He, in other words, he says, when you are able to truly identify the fullness of who he is, you won't have no problems putting your faith and trust in him. You get that? See, because remember I told you a couple weeks ago that a large percentage of people only know him as salvation. You say, what do you mean by that? You only know that he saved you. You've never went any deeper in the relationship for him to be able to begin to reveal to you the fullness of who he is. It's just like, listen, man, when you get married, you think you know somebody, and then after a while, you really get to know who you're married to. And it's the same way with God. Listen, man, it is in the intimacy, it is in the relationship. The longer you begin to put in uh, effort into having a relationship with him. And listen, don't make God do all the work. Those of you that are married, you know, I, I, and, and I've done marriage counseling with, I tell you, don't say that marriage is 50-50. Because it's not, it's a hundred, a hundred, both of you got to give everything. And even in the relationship and building your relationship with God, listen, you can't sit back and expect God to do all the work. No, you got to give something to the relationship. Okay. And so, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Listen, when you seek God, he won't forsake you. But God will begin to reveal to you who he truly is. And so I, I want to begin now to share with you because God wants you to know his name. Not just salvation, not just he's the one that saved me. Well, well tell me some more about it. Tell, tell, tell me some more about it. Some of you might say, well, he's my healer. He healed me. Some of you in here might have went deeper in the relationship and say, man, he's my, my provider. But see, ask yourself, how deep does the relationship go? Because if you only know him as salvation, then you need to, man, you need to start putting in some work. You need to start spending more time in his presence and getting to know the fullness of who he is. And so this is going to help you here as I begin to go through these names. But, but, but listen, not only am I going through these names so that you'll know who you're putting your faith and trust in, but it also allows you to be able to have a different perspective when you pray. This is why, because it, 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 if I'm in need of a financial breakthrough, I'm not going to direct my prayer to Jehovah Rapha. Now, all of these are the attributes of God. These are all the things things that just make God, uh, make, uh, make up who God is. You might say, well, Pastor, I fully don't understand. Okay, let me put this in the simplest way for you right here. 
I'm Alonzo, but I'm also a husband. I'm also a father. I'm also a pastor. I'm also a provider. All of these things make up, these are the attributes that make up who I am. And so these names that I'm going to teach you, this will give you a full scope so that you understand all of the attributes that make up who God is. So, so now when I need healing, I know that, woo, I can use God's one name, Jehovah Rapha, for he is the Lord God who healeth. So now when I pray, I don't just pray to God, but I am now more direct because I'm calling on the attribute Jehovah Rapha because he's the healer. You get what I'm saying? Okay, so, so, so let's go. The first name of the God we trust is I am. Understanding and remembering that, that, that when, when Moses has his experience at the, in the desert at the burning bush and he says, well, 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 God, who do I tell them I am when I go into Egypt? Tell them who you are when I go into Egypt. He says, tell them I am. Now, that word, I am, it, 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 it can really be extensive. I am the God that you've been seeking. I am the God that you've been crying out to. I am everything that you will ever need. I am the only true and living God. I am means that, that he stands out. From amongst all of the false idols and the false gods, I am the only God that you should worship. And so when Moses goes in and the people say, well, well, well who sent you? He says, I am. And instantly the people get it in their spirits. And so that's the first name right there, I am. Now we move on to the next name. It is Yahweh. Let me hear you say Yahweh. Yahweh. Now, the word Yahweh means the self-existent one. This is one of the ones that we should probably teach our kids because kids say, well, well, where did God come from? Well, well, who made God? They're very creative. They want to know, well, well, where did God come from? Who created God? But the truth is, is that he is the self existent one. He is Yahweh. He is the one that has existed beyond time. He is the one who was and is and is to come. Yahweh. He has always existed, will always exist. You can always rely on him because he is your eternal source of strength. Yahweh. The next one is Adonai which means Lord of all. And, and, and this is the thing about Adonai. He is Lord of all. He, he, he wants to be Lord of all in your life or not Lord at all. He is the God that says, I will not share my glory with no one. He is the God that wants to rule and reign on the throne of your heart, and he won't share the throne of your heart with anyone. 
Lord of all. And so when we, when we look at this name Adonai, it allows us to know, man, that we don't have no other place for anyone else to be Lord in our lives but him. You say, well, 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 pastor, what do you mean by that? It means that you have to be careful because there are many things in your life that can become idols, can become Lord. Anything that you put in his place becomes your idol, becomes your Lord. God's calling you and he's saying, I need you to come away, still away with me, spend some time with me. And you say, oh, I will as soon as Jerry Springer goes off. I hope y'all ain't watching Jerry. Jerry's crazy. That show's crazy. But anyway, listen, but, 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 but that becomes your Lord because you're putting that before God. Do you know that your husband and wife, if you're not careful, can become an idol, can become your Lord? Anything that you put before God. And so he is Adonai. He is Lord of all. He is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He reigns forever. And therefore, you can find safety in him alone. If he's my Lord, I, I, don't, I don't need anything else. I don't have to look to any other deity. I don't have to have uh, uh, all of the, I ain't got to go to nobody to read my palm and to burn candles and all that. No, no, I have access to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Okay. The next one is Jehovah Mekadesh. I love this name. Jehovah Mekadesh, the Lord our sanctifier. So, so listen, when, 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 when you're in a place in your life and, and, and man, you just know that you want, I want more. I don't know about you, but, but I'm always telling God, I want more. And the word sanctified means that to be set apart. Set apart. If you know that there is a call of God on your life, then you should be praying to Jehovah Mekadesh because you want him to sanctify you. You want him to purge you, to cleanse you, to purify you, and to set you apart from the world that he might be able to use you in a great and mighty way. Listen, without sanctification, you're not going to be able to fully walk in the fullness of who God called you to be because then there's always going to be this battle in your flesh. But when Jehovah Mekadesh begins to sanctify you, purify you, cleanse you, renew you. He is then able to set you apart so that he can use you in a great and mighty way. And listen, there are some people that, that just like being who they are. <laughs> but listen, as true sons and daughters of the Most High God, you have to always understand this. That there is always room for improvement. You have not made it yet. I have not made it yet. 
Remember what the word of God says? He who has begun a good work in you is faithful and just to complete it until the day of Christ. That means I'm sorry to tell you, man, God's going to be working on us all of our lives. But I can tell you something. He'll only work on you if you let him work on you. That's why, listen, 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 I, 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 I don't understand why there isn't great transformation in the lives of God's people. Because, honestly, you should always, on a consistent basis, be able to look back and be able to see that there is progress from where God has brought you from. Listen, if you've been saved for 15 years and you're still talking like you talked when you was in the world, something's wrong. If you've been saved for 10 years and you're still acting a fool and living any kind of way, something's wrong. You better pray to Jehovah Mekadesh so he can sanctify you, he can purify you, he can burn up all of the dross and sin in your life so that he might be able to use you. Okay. Let's move on to the next one. Jehovah Roha, which means the Lord is our shepherd. We know the person that, that, that has made that more probably famous in the scripture than anybody is David. David understood him as his shepherd, as the shepherd. And, and, and when you, you, you call on him, You have to understand that, that, that the shepherd, the process of the shepherd, he cares for the sheep. See, some of you might say, well, nobody cares about me. Nobody cares whatever happens to me. Nobody will ever protect me. I, 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 I just feel all alone. Well, no, no, not if you call on him. Jehovah Roha, he, 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 the Lord is our shepherd. I shall not want when you know him as the shepherd, you won't have any needs because the shepherd comes and he protects and he cares for his sheep. And so in those moments when you feel all alone as if nobody loves you, nobody cares, nobody's there to watch over you and protect you, listen, you need to bind up that lie in the name of Jesus Christ and declare that the Lord is my shepherd. He cares for you the way a shepherd tends his sheep. He cares for you and leads you into greener pastures. He's our shepherd. And then next we have Jehovah Shema. I love this one. If, you, if, if you've been baptized in the Holy Spirit, then you know that the evidence of speaking in tongues happens. And so, we pray in the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. If you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, then you should be always praying in the Spirit. And throughout the years, sometimes when I'm praying in the Spirit, there'll be something that jumps out to me. I can hear it. 
And I, I can remember the first time I was praying in tongues. Not the first time I was praying in tongues, but the first time I heard this. As I was praying in tongues, I heard the word Shema. And I said, let me see what Shema means. Because I understood when I heard it as I was praying in tongues and I heard this name, I said, I need to go and look up this because I know that this is a Hebrew name and I want to understand and know what it means. And so I began to look it up and it says that Shema means the Lord is here. And in that moment, what I understood and realized as I was praying in the spirit, because the Bible says when you don't know what to pray, and you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit always knows what to pray. And so I understood in that moment when I was praying and I heard Shema, and I looked it up, that in other words, when I was praying, God was saying, son, I'm here with you right now. I, I'm not far off in the distance. No, I, I'm here. I'm near. I'm with you right now. And in that moment when I was praying in the spirit, and it was really I, I, one of the times when I heard this, it was a rough time that I was going through, and it was comforting when I heard him say, I'm here with you, son. And so when, when, when you're desiring and needing for God to be nearer to you than ever, in those moments when your heart is broken, in those moments where you're just saying, God, I need you not tomorrow, not yesterday, but I need you right now. You are able to call on Jehovah Shema, and he says, when you call me, I'll come closer to you. And can I tell you, there is nothing more comforting when you're going through something, when you can feel his love, his presence, him wrap his arms around you. And so you have the ability to be able to call on Jehovah Shema because he is here. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. He is with you forever. He's your best friend. He is your best friend. He is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he will never betray you. And then, there's the next one, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha. So remember earlier when I said, listen, if, if I need provision on my table, I'm not going to pray to Jehovah Rapha. If I need provision on my table, I'm going to pray to Jehovah Jireh. So when I'm praying to Jehovah Rapha, he is the Lord our healer. See, listen, listen, I'm telling you, there is not one thing that goes on in your life that God doesn't provide for. He's saying that when you're sick and afflicted in your body, whether you're sick spiritually, mentally, he's saying, I'll be your healer. See, one thing that I know, there are some things that doctors and all of the wisdom, knowledge, medicine, there are times when doctors will say to you, we've done all that we can do. I've never read in the scripture where Jehovah Rapha said, I can't do nothing about this. The Bible says that he didn't heal some, but he healed all disease. Say all. That means that whatever is afflicting you, 
no matter what manner of disease, sickness, infirmity, that you have permission to be able to call on Jehovah Rapha, the Lord God who healeth thee. So now I know that when I'm sick and I'm afflicted, I don't just pray, Lord God, and he'll answer that prayer, but I think that he wants you to be very direct and to pull on that attribute of him being a healer in that moment. So, so, that's why we declare that by Christ's stripes we are healed. Remember earlier I was just talking to you about this? Listen, I, 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 I love this. And here goes another teaching moment. When the, 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 the children of, uh, 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 of Israel were coming out of Egypt, the night before they came out of Egypt, God told them to do something. He told them to take a lamb, to slay it, to eat of the lamb, to take the blood and to put it over the doorpost. And then when the deaf angel passed over after that because he told him, make sure you have your shoes on and everything prepared because when I say move, you're going to have to move. And I think that that's very prophetic right now because God is about to do some great and some mighty things in our lives. And God is saying, I need you to be prepared because when I speak, I'm going to move now because I declare and prophesy even right now by the spirit of God that this is a season of acceleration where God is moving quickly and accelerating. And if you're not prepared, if you're not listening, if you're not ready, you will miss your moment. You'll miss your moment. There are some times, listen, where there are, are only small windows of opportunity that will open where God will move in what is called a kairos moment. A kairos moment. And sometimes when it is a kairos moment, God is saying, move right now. Do this right now. And if you don't move when God says move, that window closes when it's a Kairos moment and you miss it. And I'm telling you that God is about to move and do some things that you have not expected. The Bible says eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man and woman. The things that God has in store for those that love him. This is a shifting moment now where God is beginning to move and orchestrate things. He is bringing things into alignment within the earth with the kingdom of God. God, and even as God is moving upon the earth, God is saying, I need my sons and daughters to be awake. He says, awaken church, awaken church, be alerted for the spirit of God is moving and blowing across the earth in a way that you have never seen before. And God says, behold my glory, for my glory shall cover the earth. And as I speak and I move, if my sons and daughters are prepared and in alignment with me. I will do great and mighty wonders in their midst. Don't miss your moment. Don't miss your moment. This is a moment like none other. Listen, you have to understand, the closer we get to the coming of Yeshua Messiah, 
There are things that God is wanting to do within the earth. And so God is beginning to accelerate, to speed things up because he knows that his son is soon to come. And God is preparing the church for the greatest end time, influx of souls that will come into the church. There shall be reformation. There shall be revival. There shall be a great move of God that will spread across the world. God is trying to prepare the church to get ready so that as the harvest comes in, we are prepared to minister to them. Get ready. Get ready. Listen. And so, the next thing that you have to understand, let me just say one thing, by the way. I love Jehovah Rapha. Because, man, there are things that God can do that nobody else is able to do. The Bible calls him the great physician. Great. Why is he called the great physician? Because he can do things what normal physicians can't do. Do you understand the supernatural working power of the Holy Ghost? I have read and I have talked to pastors where they have seen literal people's eyes grow back that didn't have eyes. One man, uh, 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 John Kilpatrick, talked about in the Brownsville revival where the man's hand was uh, uh, partially gone and they stood and watched God weave a hand back. You have to understand, man, that we're not talking about just anybody. We're talking about the supernatural power of God. And God is looking for a place that is full of faith where he can demonstrate his power. Listen, if we don't have faith in here, <laughs> we won't see God demonstrate his power in here. Remember, the Bible says that a prophet is without honor in his own hometown. And so because they did not honor Jesus in his own hometown, the Bible says that he was only to do few miracles there. Because there wasn't faith there. And then we see the times where, where Jesus goes to Jairus, Jairus, to his house and Jairus' daughter's dead and all of the people uh, crying and, and snotting and all of that stuff. And Jesus says, put them out. This ain't time for all of that crying, hooping and hollering. No, this is a faith moment. And God is saying in the church, this ain't no time for all of that. This is a faith moment. Somebody needs a miracle. Somebody needs deliverance. Somebody needs a healing. And God says, I dare this house to be full of faith so that I can demonstrate my power and do it in your midst. If you don't want to do it for yourself, at least have enough faith here so that somebody else that needs it can get their miracle. Okay. We're coming to a close here, and I'll get back into this. But the last one that I want to talk about is Jehovah Sickenu, the Lord our righteousness. See, let me say this. 
self-righteousness stinks in the nostrils of God. See, I've always said I am who I am because of who God is in me, because of who God is within me. For without him, I would be nothing. I cannot take credit for anything. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing inside of me. The Bible says there's no good thing in the flesh. And so don't you be prideful. If God is using you, don't you be prideful. Because your righteousness is of him. And if you need him to make you righteousness, you can call on him. I'm going to close with this. When I wasn't walking with God, I could remember almost every night I would come in from the bar had been out all day selling drugs, doing all of the stuff that I knew I shouldn't have been doing, but thank God somebody was praying for me. But I was afraid at night to be able to go to sleep, believers. I was a grown man, and I would cry at night a lot of times when it was time to go to bed. You know why? I would cry because I knew that if I died in my sinful state, I was going to hell. And so there was a scripture that I would stand in the window and I would look up to the sky with tears running down my face and I would say, Lord, you said, blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I would say that to God night after night after night. Because I wanted to change, but I just didn't take the steps. But I knew that there was one that could make me righteous. And so I would call out to him. And he answered. I might not have loved the way he did it because he stripped me. Till there was nothing left. It was just me and him. And I could remember, man, for, for, for every time the church doors, Floyd, you was with me. Every time the church doors opened, I was there and I would almost cry when it was getting time to close the doors of the church. And I, I, I didn't want to leave my, my apartment other than to go to work and then I would come in and I would eat, sleep. Everything was the word, word, word. I would wake up with the word laying on me. I would go to sleep with the word on me. He was purifying me, transforming me. He was making me into the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And if you're in here and you're, you're, you're in a place where you're struggling and you're saying, I don't like who I am, because that's what I was really saying to God, I don't like who I am right now. See, I was just honest with him. Because, see, everything that feels good ain't good. And although, listen, it may have, the things I was doing made to feel good to the flesh, it was set me up to die spiritually and physically and be damned to hell for the rest of my life. 
But see, God gave my mother a promise that if she would train me up in the way that I would go, when I get older, I would not depart. So I tried to run from God, but every time I would run, he would be in front of me saying, son, you can't outrun me. And that night he caught up to me. And my life has never been the same. And this is the great part. He's not a respecter of persons. If God could do it for me, he can do it for you. If God could do it for Helen's son, then he can do it for your son, your daughters, your grandchildren. Jehovah sickened him. He forgives our sins. He washes us in his blood. And he transforms us into the image of his son. Tell me why wouldn't you want to call on him? What's the game changer for me? And this is the good part, is that I know that there's more to come. He's not done with me yet. So let's stand on our feet. I am Yahweh. I am Adonai. I am Jehovah Mekadesh. I am Jehovah Roha. I am Jehovah Shema. I am Jehovah Rapha. I am Jehovah Sikhanu. I am that I am. Heavenly Father, we just thank you now that God, you are giving us greater revelation of who you are and what you do for your sons and your daughters. Father, now I, I just pray, God, that you would fill up our faith tank until it would overflow to believe, Father, that you are who you says you are and that you can do what you say that you can do. May our lives never be the same again, God. Richly reward us as we seek you, God. Continue to reveal to us in the secret place more and more and more about you. Father, the half has not yet been told. There are so many things, God, that you want to share with your sons and daughters. And so, by faith, Father, may we pursue you like never before. And God, in the pursuit, may you reveal all of these things to us. You said in Jeremiah 33, 3, you gave us permission to call upon you. And you said you would answer us and that you would show us the great and mighty things that we know not. And so, God, you are the one and the only true and living God. We look to you. We praise you. We worship you. We glorify you. We exalt you, Father. We refuse to allow anything else to sit on the thrones of our hearts. Have your way in us, God. 
And we'll forever give you all the honor and the glory and the praise that is due you and you alone. In Jesus' name, and let all God's people say amen, amen, and amen. Listen, I, before I leave today, I, I, I just want to take a, just a second here. There might be somebody in here that doesn't know Jesus. Remember I said some people only know salvation, know him as salvation, the one that saved them. Well, there might be some people in here that don't even know him as salvation, that they're seeking for something. And that something that you're seeking for is the God that will be able to save you, that will give you peace, that will be able to take your life and turn it around. And if that's you in here today with every head bow, I ask the Holy Spirit to just touch your heart right now. Touch your heart right now. Touch their hearts right now, Holy Spirit. If you're in here and you're not sure, but you're saying today is the day that I want change, I want to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior, just raise your hand right where you're at because I want to pray with you right now. Is there anyone in this room today? Holy Spirit, move now. Move. Move. Father, I thank you obedience I did what you asked me to do and so father if there is one in here father that for whatever reason did not raise their hand but father I pray that God because you are a gracious and a merciful God and you wish that none would perish but that all would come unto repentance I pray that you would continue to woo them that you would continue to draw them father that you would give them no rest on either side father until they would surrender their lives to you so God just continue to be with them in Jesus name amen listen I bless you as you leave here today may you go with joy may you go with peace may you go calling on I am and allow him to be everything that you need in your life may you go expecting miracles signs and wonders may you go allowing God to display miracles signs and wonders through you that you might impact the lives of other people for the cause of Christ may God be glorified this week in your lives and may God be able to continue to touch you bless you keep you in every way in jesus name amen have a blessed sunday happy father's day again to your fathers